So to be quite honest with you, it's just about being sensible um, and be a custodian of the of the members' funds. And if I'm elected and I end, end up then as, as uh, eventually as president, um, I will be pushing to get these things done. John Lynch is a man of contradictions. He's a traditionalist and an industry veteran, but he understands the need for modernisation. He is both passionate and often outspoken. He's a vocal advocate for the National Federation of Demolition Contractors, but he also believes that the NFDC, and more importantly its members, would benefit from some fundamental changes. I caught up with John as he announced his decision to stand as second vice president of a federation he cares so passionately about. Well, obviously, growing up, we were, um, or I was, always in, in uh, my father's yard and um, on the sites and, and everything else. So, um, you know, we were driving machines when we were 10 or 11 or 12 years old, driving the old B100 drops and the Case 1150s and the Cats and uh, grey loading shovels. And so it was actually in, in, in my blood. And I went to college to do um, an ordinary national diploma in building and civil engineering. and. Uh, while I just finished there, uh, I was due to start with a, a building company as a junior engineer. My father passed away uh, and I went into the business at that stage. So that was 1973 and I've been there since. Um, my father started in 1950s and obviously uh, he was involved with the demolition of the terraced houses, etc. The old slums in Leicester when they regenerated Leicester. Um, in those days, you know, it was a drag line or, you know, face shovel, uh, loading the hardcore and men on the top with flat hats, flat hats, taking the, um, the slates off and reclaiming the timbers and the slates and um, no scaffold or Harris fencing or anything. Um, and then obviously they put the old timbers then and the, the one that got woodworm, etc., into the into the basement, fired the whole lot, and then knocked the buildings in and use the hardcore uh, for filling oversights or roads or capping for roads or whatever. So really I was brought up all the way through my life and those days we used to, I mean all the, all the men used to work um, six days a week and the fitters in the, uh, or the mechanics in the workshops would work six and a half days a week um, and that's really, it's been in my blood since I was a youngster sort of thing. Now, the, the, it strikes me that the demolition industry in the Midlands is, is actually enjoying something of a renaissance now. It's got some of the very best demolition companies in the country and you, we'll soon be in a position where we've got an NFDC president and a, an IDE president from the region. What, what are you yeah. hoping that that Midlands Alliance might bring? I'm hoping that it'll actually um, give the Midlands a chance to um, get away from what's been happening in the in the past with London controlling, uh, you know, having the um, uh, the lion's share of the of the members and, and, and um, chairman, etc. I mean, I think the last chairman we had was Danny Doyle um, in the in the Midlands Welsh region. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't remember an IDE president from the, the Midlands and Welsh, but uh, in, not an NFDC member. We did have um, um, some other, um, I think John Woodward was, etc. Um, so I'm hoping that we'll actually, and you know, the Midlands now, we've got a lot of, and look, Midlands and Welsh, we've got a lot of good contractors. I mean, to be honest, you couldn't fault, in my opinion, any of them. Um, 
you know, there's a lot in the in the uh, you know, you look at the you know the big ones in in, um, in Birmingham, you know, with the with the DSMs and the city demolition, and you go down to Wales, you've got good contractors there. Um, I mean, we've got a good mix in our in our region, big and small, um, but they're all, in my opinion, very confident. And the Midlands is enjoying something of a of a boom in itself, you know, with the uh, HS2 and Commonwealth Games. It's it's the perfect time for you know the demolition focus to move to the Midlands, I guess. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, it's um, you know, I know we're in a pandemic, and, and don't get me wrong, the first six months last year were were pretty pretty um, grim. But since that, we we have had a renaissance, and. and um, there's a lot of development. I think people were panicking they're not to develop, but now there's a lot of development going on. And um, I mean, quite honest, you know, um, there's no shortage of work in, in from what I can see. Um, obviously, I think that's different when you talk to the different regions, and I think especially down in London. But up here, it's um, it seems to be um, um, definitely uh, gaining pace. And, and also, I'd say that I think a lot of um, People are moving out of London, and, and um, you know they're moving up to here, and they're building more flats and, and uh, apartments and houses, and they're using the train links to get to get to London. So I think the Mid- Midlands is, um, is definitely in, in in the middle of a boom, and I think um, hopefully it'll go on. We've touched on the IDE. I realise the IDE is not a primary interest, but obviously we've got a new IDE president, Richard Dolman, one of your um, contemporaries yeah. in the Midlands. And, and one of the things that's standing out, I think, about Richard is the fact that he's pressing for greater transparency on things like accidents and near misses. Where do you stand on on the subject of transparency and openness? I fully support Richard on that. Um, I would probably go a little bit further because I think that um, it's important that we all learn from other people's um, unfortunate um, accidents. I won't say mistakes, but sometimes, you know, you do get accidents um, and these things happen. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, they say, if you talk to the HSE, they'll say that there's no such thing as an accident. But in my opinion, there, there is a, there is, you know, accidents that do occur. Um, and I think, yes, we ought to be more transparent and I think we all ought to be, be made aware of it so we can learn from other people's mistakes. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, anybody can have an accident and therefore the grace of God go any of us. And, you know, you shouldn't be critical of somebody having an accident because, you know, you, it could happen to you tomorrow because, you know, you, you're, you know, you're only as good as the men on the site and the supervisor and you hope that they follow the method statements and the risk assessments and everything. But um, humans are humans, and, and sometimes they lapse and you know have a little lapse and forget something, and, and that's usually, I believe, when you when you get an accident. You've been a committed member uh, of the NFTC for quite some time now. Why did you originally join, and and what do you think it's done for your company? Um, I joined in uh, 1984, um, and I was actually. In those days you used to go before an interview committee and I actually went before David Hunt who was the honorary life vice president of Nottingham uh, Contractors uh, who was a he passed away now um, but I was in front of him and uh, I joined because uh, I could see that we needed um, to get ourselves more professional and to get um, in those days uh, John McGregor was the, the second we had a, a, a secretary a national secretary and um, 
to get the information that was coming through and you know um, get updates on things and to be honest with you um, it was very very good I mean I'm going back those days when some um, council list etc and, and, and local authorities and uh, um, uh, large developers wouldn't accept anybody unless they're in the NFDC so going back to those days um, if you wanted to carry on and do demolition um, then you had to be in the NFDC uh, what do I think it's done for me or for us I think it's done a lot with keeping us up to breast of latest regulations and the changes in the regulations and changes in the asbestos rules and regulations um, and also you know uh, we have the audit scheme um, it's done a lot um, to bring us to be a more credible um, part of the construction industry and, and instead of like you know people think demolition people are there with a big ball and a, and a sledgehammer um, I think it's done a lot to portray us in a better better light to, to the outside people looking in. And I think, you know, it has done a lot for, um, for the demolition industry, especially with the National Demolition Training Group and, um, and you know, the, the licenses and, and trying to get people more educated in safety, etc. Um, I think it has done a, a lot for, for my company anyway. You're playing devil's advocate here. You mentioned about the uh, dissemination of information, um, you know, sort of legislation and that kind of thing. All of that's available on on Google these days, and we're now in the age of Zoom meetings and online communication. So, yeah. is there is a trade body like the NFDC actually relevant in these days? Well, I think it is because if you actually want to go, for instance, um, I don't know if I see there's new regulations come through or whatever. I get an update from the NFDC straight away. Um, so I've got somebody actually looking for me to give me the information. But unless you're a very, very big company, uh, you won't have somebody you know, going, uh, getting all this information off the web, etc., all the time. Now, if you're a smallish um, uh, business, um, you will get this information from the NFDC and you know you can read the publications and they've got publications on everything and they do their own publications um you know you're well aware of you know the publications are put out for, for all various uh, types of demolition um so yeah i do think it's relevant and i think but i do think it needs um probably bringing up to you know 2021 um you know things have changed a lot and we need to probably now just sit back and, and change things to, to get them right up to date. Any specific areas you think that could do with some modernising? Um, I think that, well, you know, there's, there's, there's things that we probably should be doing better by um, involving the members more, um, which I think is a very good thing. Um, by literally having more seminars on, on um, different aspects of demolition, you know, for instance, people doing one, you know, people doing um, different types of demolition and the problems they've had and the things they've done. I think we could literally share a lot more, especially now with all the, um, you know, the, the internet and, and um, Zoom meetings and team meetings and, you know, videos. And I mean, for instance, I go on, I look on your, um, on your uh, videos that you send it etc and 
you know, from, from all over the world. And, and there's a lot of information there. You think, well, that's, that's interesting. Um, and let's be honest, I've been at it for nearly 50 years. Um, and I can honestly say you never stop learning. You're learning every single day of the of the year, and, and you know, so somebody coming into the industry and passing all the all the exams and getting a degree or getting whatever, um, you know, you, you're not. It's not the same as being on the ground, and you know, you, you gain you gain knowledge um, just by time and being at the business a long, long time. We keep touching on the NFDC, and I'm going to go back to it again. You, you've held several key positions within the Federation, you know, regional yeah. level and that kind of thing. That yeah. must take up a hell of a lot of your time. Uh, yeah, I'm fortunate enough that I've got a, a business where we've got, um, you know, I've got, we've got people in, in, in-house that can take up my time. And, and to be honest with you, I don't do uh, spend as much time with that as I, um, I am, as I used to. I do quite a lot of charitable work. Um, but yes, I agree with you. It does take a lot up, and, and uh, you know, if we go back to the years when I mean, David Hunt was the president, and he said it actually ruined him because he wasn't took his eye off his business. Um, and there's quite a few other um, ex-presidents that have, have uh, bit the bullet. Um, I believe that if you're a, if you're a proprietor, um, you should only take the job on if you've got the resources to do it and the people to, to run your business. And to be quite honest with you, you know, we've got plenty of people backing, backing, or backing me up. Um, and I don't get involved with absolutely everything day to day anymore, uh, which gives me a lot more time to spend on uh, doing the things I want to do and giving back to the industry what I want to give back. I think depending who you ask, John, you're seen either as passionate or outspoken or possibly a 50-50 split between the two. Given the fact that we are facing a very different demolition future, isn't that precisely the sort of thing the Federation needs right about now? Well, I've, um, you know, I'll be honest with you, um, I suppose I'm a little bit like Marmite, you know, um, some love me and some hate me, but um, I am passionate about the NFDC. I'm passionate that, uh, that we're serving the members. Um, and I have had many, many uh, disruptions at uh, council meetings uh, or arguments and debates. And in fairness, um, you know, I've, I've, uh, I get on very well with uh, David Keane. I think he was probably, and is probably the best president we ever had. Um, and I get on very well with him. He stepped into the breach when, uh, unfortunately, we lost Paul Brown. Um, and he did an excellent job. And to be quite honest with you, we've disagreed and begged to disagree on, on a number of things with the Federation, but we've debated it. And I think you need to debate these things and not just have a, and have an open mind. Um, but but I, I'm, I'm in the, the job long enough. I mean, I'm in the job long enough to know um, things that people who haven't been there very long don't and also it's not about doing what just what you want it's doing what is good for the members and um, I have portrayed that since I've been sitting on National Council probably you know over a period I've been there for 10, 10 years probably on and off National Council but whenever I've been to National Council I've done the best I can uh, to represent fairly um, the Midlands and Welsh region um, now standing for second vice 
then I will devote the same energy to represent uh, not just the Midlands of Welsh, but to represent every single region. For instance, Scotland. I mean, there's been unrest in Scotland. Um, you know, I think we need to, to, to get everybody singing off the same hymn sheet and, um, you know, so that every, every member is treated the same. And, uh, if I'm elected, then it will be my, my, my strife to do what I can to achieve that. It's, it's funny, we should be talking about this at the moment. Obviously, we're, we're coming out of lockdown fairly soon, so I, I, I do understand the need for people to get back together and, you know, a, a, a community and a forum and that kind of thing. So I, I can understand the, the need for the NFDC and the IDE and, and other organisations. Everyone will have had a, a fairly tough six, maybe 12 months, and they'll be looking at the bottom line. I think, you know, the onus is on not just the NFDC and the IDE, but trade associations in general to show proper value to their members, isn't it? Yeah, I totally agree. And, and to be quite honest with you, um, I never before the lockdown last year um, bothered with Teams or Zoom or, or anything else. It was something that I'm not computer literate. I can work a computer to get what I want out of it. Um, but I was never into that. And now a lot of our meetings um, are on Team and Zoom. And I've noticed with the National Council um, that they've worked very, very well. And I do believe you, now and again, you still need to um, have a meeting face to face. But I think a lot of the meetings can be done by uh, Teams or Zoom. Uh, and there's a lot of benefit in doing that because that then means that you've not got the cost of uh, National Council members going down to London and um, getting a venue, paying for a meal for them, etc. etc. Um, and I am. I, um, as far as I'm concerned, we need to uh, make cuts to the members' fees. Now, I'm not very popular uh, with that. I was the one who actually got them. I, I proposed a thousand pounds reduction in the in the subs, and um, we ended up then sorting out a thousand pound training voucher. But, but you know, that was equally well 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 received, and, and it was used. The thousand pounds was used. Um, yes, I think we need to look more carefully about uh, spending the members' funds, and that's one thing I will do because I, I consider if I'm in a position that I'm a custodian of, of those funds, and I will not waste a bean. I'm not saying there have been wasted in the past; it's a, it's a matter of, of opinion. Um, but I do believe that we need to be more frugal with the members' money. Um, and you know that's that's how I've always been preaching that we need to to um, cut costs. The, the standing for second vice is is a lot like standing for a political position, and obviously you know people have their manifestos and and the, you know the, the positions that they're standing on. If you could sum up in a sentence or two what what John Lynch is standing on, what would that, what would that be? I'm standing to represent every single member in the country from all the, the five regions um, and I'm actually um, I'm standing to, to to try and get rid of a lot of the bureaucracy that we have uh, within the Federation and I probably won't be popular saying that um, but also to to give every mem member value for money um, now we've got a good team at the Surgeon House we've got um, 
you know, there's, there's some really, really good people uh, working from the surgeon house, um, which are very, very competent. And, you know, I don't mean that we need to be cutting back that sort of thing, but we can be cutting back on these meetings. I mean, we can be cutting back on, um, for instance, when we have the AGM dinner, etc. Um, you know, we, we don't need to be spending fortunes on, on speakers and we don't need to be sending, spending, um, <clears throat> giving a load, a load of uh, free 300 pound tickets away each. So to be quite honest with you, it's just about being sensible um, and be a custodian of the, of the members' funds. And if I'm elected and I end, end up then as, as uh, eventually as president, um, I will be pushing to get these things done. Everything in FDC wise is very, very London centric. You know, the, the AGMs are there. Everything, you know, everything stems back to London. Yeah. Surely it's about time. It, I mean, I, I know they, they did their their demo days and you know the road shows and everything else, but everything does seem to stem back. But Birmingham does have facilities for AGMs and things. Is that not a, a possibility for the future as well? This was discussed. Um, this thing about moving the national council meetings around the country was actually discussed and um you know it was just quite favorably but nothing ever got done about it and i i firmly believe that if you're having a national council meeting then you know birmingham is um one of the places you can have you could actually go up and have one um in manchester you know and then you could actually on you know whatever go up to edinburgh or whatever i mean at the end of the day you're asking them to travel down from Edinburgh, and I see the lads coming down from uh, from Glasgow. I see them coming down from Scotland, and, and you know, so you know, they're up at sort of four o'clock in the morning to fly down, um, get off the, you know, catch a train and get get down on the plane, get a train, and then they've got a rush to get back, and you know, they're sort of four o'clock in the morning and going home at seven or eight o'clock at night, and and to be quite honest with you, you know, I mean, for us, it's quite easy. We jump on a train, and it's an hour. And, hour and five minutes if you get a fast train um, and I totally agree we should be actually moving around the country more um, and facilitating um, the regions um, you know and, and to be quite honest with you that's that's an idea that, that I think is is, is should be done. Yeah, I, I mean, it always strikes me that the Midlands are called the Midlands for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. it's because it's roughly in the middle of the country. You know, you you know, oh, even yeah. if it was even if it alternated with London, you just think it makes a whole lot more sense. You know. Well, I always said that when they knocked the twin towers down in uh, Wembley, that I thought the national stadium should go to Birmingham because it's the national stadium for the whole country, and and Birmingham's got such great links. Um, you know, it's it's it's. Fantastic links, you know, from with the airports and the trains, and um, it's, it's you know, and, it, and there's all the facilities there with the NEC and everything. Um, uh, but I do believe that we should be actually moving around the country with more of these things. But with an AGM, I think you'd have to consider it very, very carefully because you know, with the amount of members from London going, um, I think an AGM would probably still work better in London because people like going to London for the weekend. I mean, I go down to London to the AGM, my wife comes with me, and then we, we spend the rest of the weekend in London and then see our, our family in London and, and then come home. So um, it's it's an idea, um, but I don't know if it'd actually work, to be honest, with an AGM. It would with other things. Um, it's definitely with the National Council meeting, we should be doing that. Uh, but I think 
going forward now, I think the National Council meetings will be a lot more Zoom um, or Teams meetings. And I would favour that because, you know, there's no travelling. Uh, you can, you can, you know, if you, it's done properly, which, which they have been done, we've been doing them properly, um, it, it works out really, really well. And I think you obviously then probably twice a year need a National Council meeting or something like that. Um, but I don't see how you need all National Council meetings in London. I can't see, firstly, the cost of it, and I can't see what it actually achieves that you can't achieve on a, on a, on a Zoom or a um, Teams meeting. No, I mean, it's, it's an interesting one because it, it does sort of speak to this, you know, as a federation, I think the NFTC has, has, has made some big strides in making, you know, make, making people environmentally aware and that kind of thing. And yet, you know, it's it's perfectly acceptable to jump on a, on a plane or a train from Edinburgh to, to be in London for a meeting that might only last a few hours. It doesn't seem to sort of follow the, the thing through. If you'd have spoken to me 18 months ago, um, I don't know, I had a different opinion that I have now, but I totally agree with, with your sentiments there. I think that we, I think it is the way forward. And I think a lot of these meetings could be held on, on uh, remotely. And, you know, we're all trying to save the environment and, and there's a good argument for it on its own on that. And going back to the NFTC, yeah, we have. We've been, I mean, if you look at, we're actually trying to, um, you know, recycle everything we can. Um, and it's worked out not just good for the environment, it's, it's good for the contractors because, you know, we're, we're, um, we're actually, you know, uh, saving money ourselves as well. So the client, we can go in with keener prices and the client's benefiting, we're benefiting, you haven't got as much road pollution, etc. taking all these materials to landfill, you haven't got all the problems with landfill and the taxes, etc. Um, and I think, you know, I think the NFDC have, have really moved on the recycling have probably excelled over over a lot of other um, a lot of other trades.